Pull up a seat, snuggle with your dog, cuddle with your kitty, put on your headphones as you nuzzle with your horse. You found Dr. Andy's World Radio Show. This show is for those interested in empowerment, empowering you to know what you know about your animals, the world, and everything in between. Now, here's the host of the Dr. Andy's World Radio Show, animal facilitator, Dr. Andy Harper. Welcome, welcome, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be. I happen to be live here in Dr. Andy's World or in Dr. Andy's World on Inspired Choices Network. It is March 13th, 2020. Um, welcome. And what can we talk about today? Um, I'm so excited for today's show. Three questions to ask every shelter dog. So, yes, it's Friday the 13th. Um, we actually didn't play off of that. I don't know if, um, if me and my team even noticed. I didn't um, until earlier this week. Um, but, yes, it is Friday the 13th. Um, if you head over to Inspired Choices Network or if you're there and you're listening live, you can also jan join in in the chat room. So look along the top, hit the button, and you can see what me and my wonderful, fabulous, giggly producer Keisha and I are up to behind the scenes. You can throw in questions. You can contribute to the the party, the topic, three questions to ask every shelter dog. Um, Inspired Choice said, I'm like, did I mention everything? And you can always get a hold of me anytime or a day at drandysworld.com. All right, let's see. What are we going to talk about today? Have you ever considered there might be more going on with the dogs in the shelters than meets the eye? What if there's always more to what's going on than meets the eye? Um, I've been playing with that a lot, a lot, a lot more and how we get so distracted by what we see that we miss everything else. But that might be a different topic. Sorry. Um, are they all poor and helpless or something else? Have you ever asked them? And so the title of the show is actually what I would, I wanted to talk about today was three questions to ask the every shelter dog, ask the dog, not the people that know the dog, not the owners that drop the dog off. No, like ask the dog. I know, so weird and wacky. Why would we ask the dog? Those poor things ended up in the shelter and they didn't mean to. And now what's going to happen to them? And what if they actually chose that stop along their journey? And everywhere you've never, ever looked at it like that before, can we destroy it and uncreate all that energy times a godzillion, right, wrong, good, bad, pod, pock, all nine, boys, shorts, and beyond. And that, my friends, is the Access Consciousness Clearing Statement. You can find out more about that if you go over to accessconsciousness.com. We, in this world, in Dr. Andy's world, we use these wacky and wild tools and processes to change the energy of our people-animal bond. And therefore, what else can change? And that is what we play with here. Um, so if you haven't heard that, head over to Access Consciousness or ask a friend that has been listening for a while and can clue you into all those wild and wacky words. So what if, here's your first question, to ask the animal, did you choose to stop along your journey? How, you know, what if they chose it? What if this was the way they knew they would get to their next person? What if it's not a wrongness? 
what if it's okay they have a pit stop in the shelter? What if they it is okay they have a pit stop in your home as a foster? What if it is okay they have a pit stop in a rescue? What if it is okay they get picked up on the streets of Houston and end up in the in in Denver to find that home because they knew they were looking for their people here? And what if that's all it is? And what if we started changing um how we look at things? from all the poor, helpless beings that all need our help to, cool dude, nice choice getting out of Houston and over to Denver. The weather's much nicer. Or whatever, right? Or they end up from Denver going up to Alaska or, you know, whatever, whatever it is. But what if these beings have choice? Right? So, dude, did you choose this? What if that was a better option than the home that they had and they actually had a chance to escape out of that yard and got picked up to get into shelter to get somewhere else? And what if just like our lives, that if we viewed it more as a journey, that everything would become less significant? And what if the significance of having three homes and ending up back in the shelter before the age of two actually meant nothing? They were just really looking for the people they wanted to spend time with. Or maybe they actually enjoy hopping around to all these different homes and meeting all these people. What if that's okay too? And everywhere that that is just so weird and so opposite of what is normally viewed here, can we destroy and create at all times a godzillion? Right, wrong, good, bad, pod, pock, all nine, boy, shorts, and beyond. Yes, hashtag home hopping. Okay, then a little side note. What I've always found so interesting um, is in the horse world, if you have horses, how many people own the same horse for 30 years? From, I, I, I worked on the periphery. I never had a lot of horse clients. Um, I've known a lot of people that have horses, and but... Really, how many, you know, how familiar are you with horses, but how many people have their horse for an entire 30 years? They get them at age two, they break them, they train them, and they die at 33. Like, who does that? It's actually very uncommon. From what I have perceived and have talked to with people, horses, oh my gosh, that two, and then they're down at the trainers for a couple years because something... They, they didn't get back where they belong, and then they got sold over here, and then they ended up on the farm a few blocks down, and then they ended across country. Like, these horses travel all around, and nobody blinks an eye. There is no campaign for their, their forever home, right? <laughs> but with dogs, um, <laughs> it's called horse trading. I was just informed. How cool is that? Um, but we don't dog trade at all. Like. It is so beyond what we deem acceptable in this reality for dogs to move home. Like they, you need to be their forever home. They need, you know, all of this. And it's just such a heavier, interesting energy to me. Um, and that I think we have, I, we actually do have a show coming up in a, in a little bit that's going to delve into that energy a lot more than what we're going to do here. But it's so interesting to me. My, um, I'll probably bring this up on that show too, but my brother had a dog that was very difficult from very young, very young, and required behavior trainers, and now he is medicated to the hilt to kind of maybe function in this body. It's a very, you know, 
I, very interesting point of view on what they chose to do with this dog, and it was a choice, and they chose it. Um, but I looked at him one time when they were debating about um, getting him into a new home. I go, well, what if he doesn't like living with you and he would actually prefer to live somewhere else? You should have seen the look on his face. Like, that's not possible. Really? Why not? They're infinite beings that choice. Maybe they don't want to live with you. Maybe he does not want to live with you. And all of this strange behaviorness would disappear if he was where he in a different home. I don't know. I don't have that, you know, I don't have the awareness. Um, we'd have to see to find that out. But it was just such a paradigm shift in my brother's head, like, oh, we're the pro- we could be the problem. Not that anyone was a problem, but, huh, right? So a little bit on that. Let's get back to our little shelter dogs. Um, and then what if everyone working in rescues, in fosters, in, in shelters, what if we ask them, what do you require during your stay here? Let's go, let's assume they chose it, which they did. Um, but if you're not all the way there on that, all right. Um, but what, let's just assume they, they chose it. What do you require while you're, during your stay here? What if they're like, ah, I was a street dog. I just wanted to be inside and be able to sleep somewhere where I knew I was safe. Um, what if, oh, yeah, I really need some manners. Could we do some dog training? Um, well, you know, I just, you know, I, I just want to meet a bunch of people all day long as they go by and visit everybody. I don't know. You know, like, what do you require when you're here? Because it's so cool what um, a lot of rescue shelters, all of these um Places. I don't know why I was going to say it like that, but all these these institutions are doing is they're providing some behavior training, right? They're they're providing a lot of people go in and walk these dogs. Yes, free food. Yes, they don't have to like dig in garbage bins. They their meals are delivered to them. Like there's a lot of possible perks for dogs that then choose to get their butts into rescue into shelters, right? So what if you ask them, what do you require during your stay here? And then everywhere you think they're just going to answer you directly in words, can we destroy and uncreate that? Times a gazillion, right, wrong, good, bad, pot, pot, all nine, boy, shorts, and pants. But what if you played with that? If you happen to visit or volunteer or, or work in the shelter system, what if you played with that question? What do you require during stay here? And what if some, you know, three days later you – there's a care package that's dropped off and there's this fun blue ball and you happen to give it to this one dog. What if that is following your knowing and following the energy? And that dog is just thrilled to death that they got this blue ball to have in their kennel for a little bit. Like, what if that's what they required? And what if they required it that day and, and then you'll get a, a energetic hit another time for another dog? But you see how subtle that is? You see how... We make things so significant in this reality, like, oh, they must require their forever home and we should, you know, do all this work and, and make sure that, okay, that's cool. And actually, I will get to that energy here in a minute. But what if he just, they would, you picking up that ball and going, hey, is this what you require today? And they're like, yeah, that's awesome. Thank you. And you see how much lighter and how simple that is? And that, my friends, my dear friends, is following the energy of following your knowing, and that is consciousness with animals. And sometimes it's not big and huge and meaningful. 
right? So what if we played with that a little bit more with these dogs that, you know, if you're if you do foster, and that foster dog comes in, okay, what do you require during your stay? And see what actions you, I'm going to say it this way, kind of end up taking. Because that's, um, what, let's see, consciousness a lot of times is the opposite of what you think it's going to be. A lot of times. It never shows up the way you think it's going to, but a lot of times it seems to have this opposite energy to it. Like, like, what do you require during your stay here? And, and you're thinking it's going to be walks. You're thinking it's going to be interaction with the other dogs. And all that dog wanted to do was sit at your feet and didn't really want to do any of that other stuff. But that dog required sitting at your feet. What if it's just that simple and that's what they require? What if they required a different food that you were able to provide them? Well, what if they just required regular food, right? So what if you if you were at all working with dogs in any fashion? We we can modify this question um, for dog trainers. You know, what do you require during your training here with us? What if doggy daycares? What do you require during your stay here? And and that acknowledgement to their being, that question to their being, may be all that they actually require. You acknowledged that they exist beyond the poor, helpless dog or cat or horse that you see. Because what if they're never poor and helpless? What if they are truly infinite beings that have choice? Even though you may not get their choices. Like, how many of you are sitting out there, well, why would they choose to ever go into a shelter? Well, heck, Keisha put it in the chat room, they they now have a full staff to wait on them. Oh, but it's an ugly concrete cage. Yeah, do you think they have a point of view about it? Meh. They get walked, they get watered, they get their food shows up, they get their, you know, their people to come by and give them cookies, they get families to come by and visit with them. Like, what if we spun it 180 degrees and go, huh, not a bad choice? Um, And then we're going to talk about number three which is my favorite question. Um, and this will kind of open up into um, a, big, a little bit bigger topic. Um, and I have, of course, some, some stories about this that I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share because, you know, that's what I do here in Dr. Andy's world. So let's take our first um, break um, of, the, of the hour. And you are listening to Dr. Andy's World Radio Show with myself, Dr. Andy, on Inspired Choices Network. And we'll be right back. Did you know Dr. Andy travels the world facilitating classes, empowering others, and talking to the animals? From Chicago to New York City to California to Texas, Europe, and Australia, while spending a good amount of time at home in Golden, Colorado, check Dr. Andy's schedule at accessdrandy.com. If you would like Dr. Andy to come to your area for animal sessions or classes, contact her for the possibilities at accessdrandy at gmail.com. Thank you for making Dr. Andy's World a part of your life every Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 4 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Mountain, and 2 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? 
Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is Dr. Andy's World Radio Show with animal facilitator Dr. Andy. To participate in the program, call us in the U.S., 815-880-8255, Canada, 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to accessdrandy at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. Um, this is Dr. Andy's World with myself, Dr. Andy, here on Inspired Choices Network. And today's show, three questions to ask every shelter dog. And I mean exactly what that title says, ask the dog. Ask the dog, ask the cat, ask the horse, because um, they might have a point of view and they might actually be able to contribute to changing whatever they want to change, if that's getting out of the shelter or staying in the shelter longer or whatever people they want to live with. So the first segment, um, what if you ask them, did they choose to get, to be there? And what if you just started um, playing with that if you work in a shelter, volunteer, foster, rescue, whatever you happen to do. Um, mostly we talk with dogs. You can always, um, I know there's horse rescues and cat rescues and all that jazz and you know, just substitute what you work with in that. But what if you started asking, did you choose to be here? And and if it's light and bubbly, it's like, yes. And you're, and you're like, wow. Or if it did get heavy and it was a no, you know. And what if you just played with it? What if neither is right or wrong or either one of them actually even means anything, right? Something to play with there. Number two, what do you require during your stay here? And see what pops. See if anything pops. Again, play with it. And what if we just got over this fantasy that they're going to stare you in the eye and move their lips and talk to you and tell you? That's not how um, energetic communication works with animals. And I went through uh, just a little you know, example about a blue ball to a dog. And what if that's what they, that's what they required? But that was three, day late, three days later, but you followed the gentle nudges, the gentle whispers, the gentle feather blow of energy and consciousness. And that's what, the, that's what the dog, that's how the dog was communicating with you. Number three, this one's my favorite. Um, this is the craziest um, tool that you'll have to play with and let me know if it works because it has worked for other people. When 
this reality is really proud of their point of view that all these animals, especially especially those that end up in rescue and shelters and foster care, that these are poor, helpless beings that, that we now need to rescue, right? And what if that is so far from what's actually true, that these are actual, these are infinite beings that chose this? They chose to be in foster care, shelter, rescue. Why? They never know that. Um, but they chose it because they chose it. Just like you choose things because you choose things. What if there's actually no why? So what if we then don't have to take care of everything ourselves as the superior beings we think we are because we know better? And everything that is, times a good billion, will destroy and uncreate it all. Right, wrong, good, bad, pod, puck, all nine, boy, shorts, and yens. What if you then ask the animal, ask the dog, cat, horse, whatever, why don't you pull in the people that you would like to own? We're still there, right? We're still going to get them out to go potty. We're still going to take them for a walk. We're still going to feed them. We're still going to post their picture up on the website so somebody can find them. But what if they are involved in the process by asking them to pull in the people they would like to own? And the question is phrased like that for a reason. Not the people you would like to live with forever. You notice how that energy changes? When I add that that way, it goes, oh, oh. It like funks heavy. Because what if, no, what if they can bring the people in they would like to own? Because let's get real here for a second. Who owns who? Who gets up to go to work to make the money to buy the food to feed the critter? Your dog ain't going to get a job and bring in the money so he can cover his vet bills. Like, it ain't happening. Who owns who? They own you. We are delusional when we say, you know, I own, I'm the owner. It's a funny word, owner. Well, actually, you're referring to the animal, right? (laughs) But not in this reality. So, have them pull the people in they would like to own. There is not the people they would like to own forever. It, you know, and it's not that you would like to live with um, forever. Like, what if we took time out of it? And whenever you take time out of anything, you create some space to create something else. So get them involved in the process. Have them pull the people in they would like to own. So I had a gal bring in, I think it was a GSP. I know she worked with the GSP rescue or some rescue. I don't know. But this, I was seeing her dog, nice dog. And we just met and we're sitting there and he's laying on the table and I'm like, so who is it that he doesn't really like at home? (laughs) And she goes, oh, that would be the foster dog. I actually told him I wasn't going to do this again, but this dog showed up. And I go, he's not a real big fan. She's like, no, not a big fan. It's not really a problem, but not a big fan. I'm like, and, and she goes, and he's big and he's young and he's a lot of work. And I really would like to get him moved. Uh, you know, she's fostering, wants to get him moved on to, to somewhere else where he wants to go. And I go, okay, well, The easiest thing, really, and the wildest thing is to ask him to bring you the people he would like to own. And she looks at me, and I I 
I know this look by now, so I pretty much get dismissed, and that's fine. Or at least it appears that I get dismissed. And she brings in her dog, and he comes just yippity-skippity in for his second appointment. And this is probably three, four weeks later. I, I don't remember. And I'm like, well, she's like, well, he's feeling a lot better. I'm like, I can see that. And she goes, you know what? I asked that other dog to pull in people, and we have a second interview with this family that I think is just, you know, it seems to be a really good fit. And I'm like, and she's like, that's all I did. I'm like, yeah, I know. That's all you did. Because you get them involved. They're not poor. They're not helpless. They're, they, they can be involved in this whole process. And what if it could work out even better? Because what that does is it gets our heads out of the way. Oh, we think we need to go here to find these people. Or we think this person would be a great match. Whereas, you know, they really want to be over here with this family. If you step back and let them pull in the people they would like to own. It's, it's a fun tool, um, and it works dynamically. And again, you're acknowledging the being. They can contribute to the situation. They could go where they would like to go. Um, and how much more ease would that create in everybody's world? Almost, you know, it's almost kind of like magic, right? How much fun can we have with magic in our animals? Um, I have a girlfriend currently. I haven't met this new dog, um, and he came to live with her because I was a friend of a friend, and if somebody didn't come get this dog, he was going to get dropped off at the shelter. So she showed up and got the dog. Um, And she's like, you know, it was weird. I, I had this hit to talk to this friend that I hadn't talked to in a while, and she tells me about this guy and this dog, and I just knew I had to go get it. I'm like, cool, right? Following the energy, following your knowing. That's consciousness with animals. That's how it bees in the world. And so she has this dog, and she doesn't know if he's staying or going. And so that kind of energy, that staying or going energy, um, can be difficult for animals too. And so, again, a lot of times people just ignore that energy. Right, They're just like, I'm thinking about it in my head. My animal is unaware of this, which is not true. They're aware of it, and they don't know if they're staying or going or should I get comfortable or should I not or what am I doing here, and the people are the same way, right? Oh, should I get comfortable with this dog? Should I not? Is he staying? Is he going? So what if you all just had a conversation? It could be out loud. It could be in your head, you know, however it looks for you. You know, dude, I don't know. Are you staying or going? Would you like to stay, yes or no? Would you like to go? Yes or no? And you might get a a resounding yes. I would love to go on to somewhere else. Cool. Why don't you bring those people to me? And take a breath and see what what happens, right? See what occurs. See what it creates. What do you have to lose? Because you're not, if you happen to be in that position where you're not like going to just kick the animal out the front door and you have the space for it, play with it. What the hey? Right? Because as soon as you go into panic mode or you go into time crunch mode, things get very crunchy. Very crunchy. And then how how well do things turn out if you get crunchy? And I have to find somebody. And this, you know, everything that is, times a gazillion, right, wrong, good, bad, pod, pock, all nine, boy, shorts, yes. I'm not going to go too farther down that road. <laughs> Trying to stay on topic. 
But anyway, I'm like, well, you know what? Why don't you let the dog decide? You know, let him pull in people if he'd rather go with somebody else and make it obvious to you. Or if nobody shows up, you know, maybe he wants to stay. And what if in a couple weeks you asked again? Because what if things are not stagnant? What if things are not as solid as we would like them to make be? Like, what if he's like, yeah, I'm going to be here for three weeks and then I'm going to decide. It, who knows, right? Like, trying to itemize the details is, I find, very painful for my body and my being. But what if in three weeks you ask, you still want to stay or go? And what if that point, oh, I'm going to go. Okay, cool. Then bring me those people. It doesn't require you making flyers and running around town and posting. But you might write in a an email to a friend of a friend about it and they know somebody. It, it, it could just happen. It's not really happen, happening. The animal's creating it. But what if it could just happen in the strangest ways? And what if that's okay? And what if we don't have to buy into this dog's story that, oh, my gosh, his last owner just was going to drop him off at the shelter? What if that was okay, too? Because that's actually a really good place to be dropped off. You know, that's kind of what they do, <laughs> right? Like, I, I find that a very interesting energy. Oh, if nobody comes and gets him, I'm dropping him off at the shelter. I'm like, well, that's kind of where you should go if it's not going to work out in your home. It's preferable than driving out to the country and letting them out of the ha- out of the car because they don't really know what to do from there. But in a shelter, they get care. So everywhere, oh, I'm going to drop them off at the shelter is the worst thing ever. Can we destroy and uncreate all that? Times a godzillion. Right, wrong, good, bad, pod, pock, all nine boys, shorts, and beyond. So, so right now, he's hanging out with my girlfriend. Um, they're working through some things because he's not so keen on her. I think he's 10 or 11 now, her son. And and she's familiar with these access tools, and I pretty much had the same conversation with her about this. And she's just like, all right, dude, if you want to go, bring me those people. If you want to stay, um, you've got to get better with the kid. He's not being not good with the kid. The kid's just loud. He's like a lot of boy, right? And the dog's just not used to that. So, you know, we need to work on this if you're going to stay. But she involved him in both things, right? It wasn't, oh, you've got to do better here. Not even that. But it's not like, oh, you can't stay here because you're being like this with the kid. No, if you want to stay, you've got to, like, work on this because this isn't going to work in my house. But she's also giving him space to do that. So how cool is that? Let's see, what's what's in here? I was, I'm going to read this out loud. I was a pit stop for a pup. Oh, okay, Keisha's like, I'm like, I don't understand. No, Keisha's like, I was a pit stop for a pup. Got her started on training and then surrendered her to a shelter. And I believe she met her next people within the first week of that shelter. How does it get even better than that? I had, oh yeah, one more story and then we'll have to go to break. But I've been a pit stop along the way a few different times, and I've never had a point of view about it. I always was like, oh, you're just here for this. This is what I am in your journey. Cool. How's it getting better than that? I was volunteering a lot. Yes, she was a brilliant gal. Absolutely. She used and abused you and got where she wanted to go. How's it getting better than that? Um, 
I was volunteering a lot at a shelter doing chiropractic care and figuring out dogs and I mean a lot like I was there weekly and I had Jack um, my standard poodle and I was living alone in a condo and this beautiful dog came along oh my god he was an Aussie Newfie mix he had this Newfoundland head but he was blue merle and about 70 pounds oh my god he was gorgeous and I adopted him and he came home and Jackson and him were fine that was fine and I quickly realized that two 70 70 pound dogs in a condo that I had to walk to go potty was not my brightest move I was cute he was cute but this was not bright and I'm like all right so what else is possible here I didn't have any access tools I don't know what I exactly I asked it wasn't you know, I didn't panic. I didn't do really anything. He's getting settled. And we take both the dogs over to my fiance's mom's house for dinner or whatever. And he walks in the door. And it was almost like Journey was playing in the background. And their eyes met. And it was like kismet between my fiance's mom and this dog. And I'm watching this going, wow, that was cool. And he just went right over. You could just tell this dog was in love, like in love. And by the third visit over there, you know, over the next few weeks, he just stayed. <laughs> She's like, you can bring him back anytime. And by the third visit, he just stayed. Oh, my gosh. He was a little bit of a runner. He took out her fence a little bit. She bailed him out of jail every time. I mean, they were inseparable. And it was such a perfect fit that I'm like, yeah, you live here now. And I, you know, I don't know what occurred. You know, there's relationship breakups and all of that. But I saw him over months and he could care less about me. He was so grateful I got him where he wanted to go. And yeah, it's reunited. Like, how many past lifetimes did they have? And that's who he was looking for. So how cool is that? That is what infinite beings can choose and create, um, be it animals or us. So keep that in mind. All right, we're kind of overdue for our next break here on Dr. Andy's World on Inspired Choices Network. We will be right back. Did you know Dr. Andy travels the world facilitating classes, empowering others, and talking to the animals? From Chicago to New York City to California to Texas, Europe, and Australia, while spending a good amount of time at home in Golden, Colorado. Check Dr. Andy's schedule at accessdrandy.com. If you would like Dr. Andy to come to your area for animal sessions or classes, contact her for the possibilities at accessdrandy at gmail.com. Thank you for making Dr. Andy's world a part of your life every Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 4 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Mountain, and 2 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. What if there's nothing wrong with you? What if you're far greater than you've ever given yourself credit for? What if it's time to know the gift and the contribution you are to the world and to like yourself a lot more? Hi, my name is Dane here. Thirteen years ago, I started to truly ask questions. Actually, I started to be the question, and everything changed for me. Asking questions opens doors to infinite possibilities. And it's not about finding the answer. It's about being the question. Always. What I'm inviting you to step into is something that Einstein, Marie Curie, Newton, Da Vinci, Gandhi, Picasso, and Aristotle all knew to be true. 
What if no question is too big or too small? What if anything is possible for you? What if together we could create a kinder, gentler, happier world? Is now the time? Go to beingyouclass.com and sign up for a free video series, My Gift to You. beingyouclass.com What if you, truly being you, are the gift and change this world requires? beingyouclass.com This is Dr. Andy's World Radio Show with animal facilitator Dr. Andy. To participate in the program, call us in the U.S., 815-880-8255, Canada, 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to accessdrandy at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back and forward to Dr. Andy's World here on Inspired Choices Network. We are generally generally live on Fridays, 5 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Mountain, and 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And then after that, it goes out as a recording as that podcast across all those platforms that you love to listen to all your other podcasts on. So we have a little bit of a different format. You do get me live. Pretty much every stinking week. So how do you get so lucky? And you can take advantage of me. You can. I'm I'm giving you permission to take advantage of me, and send get in the chat room and post some questions, and we'll talk about anything and everything. I don't. I actually, my point of view, I don't even care if it correlates to the topic of the show. That's boring, right? Anyway, as, speaking of topic of the show, today is three questions to ask every shelter dog. We went over all of that in the first couple segments. Number one, you know, did you choose to be here? You know, ask them. Play with that energy. Number two, what do you require during your stay here? See what pops for you. See what pops for them. And number three, get them involved in what they what they do require or how they would like to get out of there if that's what they choose and have them pull the people in they would like to own. Um, let me do one clearing that I did that we created for today. What energy, space, consciousness, choice, magic, miracles, mysteries, and possibilities can you and the animals be to allow for creation beyond shelter life with total ease? Everything that doesn't allow that, with, can we destroy and uncreate it? Times a godzillion, right, wrong, good, bad, pod, pock, all nine, boys, shorts, and beyond. One of my other favorite questions is what is possible here with whatever what is possible here that I don't think is possible that if I allowed for all the possibilities can create and actualize a new and different reality. Great question. Use it anywhere and everywhere and see what changes in your life and living. Okay. What is coming up in Dr. Andy's world? Um, We've got some fun stuff. On March 31st is our next free Zoom. So um, if you enjoy the shows, um, invite your friends and family, get your butt over to the free Zoom on March 31st. It is free, but you do have to register. So we can um, email you the call-in directions and links and all of that. Um, it is on Zoom, so you'll have to utilize Zoom, which is super duper easy. So don't worry about that. All the directions will be in the email. And if you are a free member of Dr. Andy's World, you'll get that um opt-in form, all that information. It's also on your podcast page. So you can check that out and click on the link and get registered. I didn't tell you the name. It's the it's one of my favorite topics. 
The only problem with my dog is my husband. It's kind of like mic drop. I, my, husband, my husband asked me what I was up to, and I tell him this, and he looks at me like, I'm like, oh, get over it. I've been doing this class for years here and there. I abuse that title because it is, rings really, really, really true. And, yes, it makes me laugh every time. He's just like, it makes me laugh. It makes me laugh every time. It makes everybody kind of giggle. Maybe not the husbands, but this is not husband bashing. This is congruency in your household, congruency for your pack. It's not, it's not husband bashing, but it's a great title. And then February 18th is our very, very, very first live day-long class called Animal Relationship Reset. That'll be here in Evergreen, Colorado. Um, if, you know, if you want to come on in for class, we would love to have you. If you are here in the Denver area, again, head over to drandysworld.com um, and you can get some information. Did I say February? April 18th. Did I say February? I'm talking to Keisha in the chat room. Oh my gosh, April 18th. That's like next month, not last month. But it's still called Animal Relationship Reset. Let's So let's reset that. Hmm, sorry. Then April 24th, um, we're doing a nail trim workshop here in the Denver area. Um, the location is still still being determined. Um, me and my um, cohort in Nail Crime Magic Paws, Stephanie Folkman, will be doing that. And that's also a live um, couple of couple oh my gosh couple hour class there we go i can't speak i swear um we're going to clear the energy around trimming nails (laughs) and then we're going to give you some pragmatics and some tips and some tricks and some tools to create ease with that with your animals and then if you still choose to have somebody else do it for you you have choice and then finally in may over mother's day weekend we have bars and foundations so our Mother's Day retreat treat is open to anybody and everybody that has a mother. <laughs> May 7th through the 11th. More information is also at drandysworld.com. Next week on Dr. Andy's World, um, I want to make my dog a therapy dog, and that's March 20th. Um, again, I'll be here live, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Inspired Choices Network. I hear this a lot when people get puppies. I really want to do therapy with my dog. Well, again, did you ask the dog? And what kind of dog do you have? And and how is that going to work out? So we're going to kind of play with questions. We're going to play with bringing up energy. We're going to play with maybe it's okay if your dog doesn't want to do that. So just some, some more questions, some more energy play with that animal people bond next week on Dr. Andy's World. Okay, let's go and take our last little quick break of the show, um, and then we'll be right back with our final segment, Ask Dr. Andy. We'll be right back. Did you know Dr. Andy travels the world facilitating classes, empowering others, and talking to the animals? From Chicago to New York City to California to Texas, Europe, and Australia, while spending a good amount of time at home in Golden, Colorado. Check Dr. Andy's schedule at accessdrandy.com. If you would like Dr. Andy to come to your area for animal sessions or classes, contact her for the possibilities at accessdrandy at gmail.com. Thank you for making Dr. Andy's world a part of your life every Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 4 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Mountain, and 2 p.m. Pacific on inspiredchoicesnetwork.com.
This is Dr. Andy's World Radio Show with animal facilitator Dr. Andy. To participate in the program, call us in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to accessdrandy at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Hello, hello. Welcome back and forward to Dr. Andy's World. Today's show of three questions to ask every sheltered dog. Um, we go through those in the first couple segments. Um, we are in the home stretch here, and we are going to ask Dr. Andy. I did not actually get a question about um, the coronavirus, and I have debated about actually bringing it up. Do we want to talk about it? Do we not want to talk about it? Do we want to give it any more attention than it's already getting? <sighs> but I did Google, um, can my dog get the coronavirus? And I found this one post that I have to read to you, this one article. And this, I'm just going to read the first paragraph, and then I'm going to recap the rest of it really quick, and then we'll move on. But this is the author. I don't know who it is. Um, and she, this is the first paragraph. I am constantly worried about my dog. I worry that he's in pain. I worry that he's bored. I worry when his pupils are large. I worry when his pupils are small. I worry when his pupils are regular. I worry that I'm not providing him with a full enough life. I worry that he would prefer I sing more interesting songs to him. <sighs> I think she should actually listen to my radio show that we did last week about worry because that is not a lot of fun of energy. I just thought that was funny and very appropriate to what I um, just talked about last week on Dr. Andy's World. So if you missed the show on worry and you do a lot of it and would like to change it, go check that out. Um, go check out the podcast. It's all over all those platforms. So basically, she talked to um, the American Kennel Club. There has been nothing from CDC or the American Veterinary Association that says that your dog can get the coronavirus. Although there was one single dog in Hong Kong that tested a week positive, its owner did have it. Um, and basically one of the, I think it was the kennel guy, not sure, um, said that that probably has more to do with the efficacy of the test, meaning it's not real accurate than the dog actually had it. Um, so one dog out of millions, maybe billions, hmm. but they do know that dogs cannot give it to people. So. It's it's not classified as a zoonotic disease, so you can go ahead and keep worrying about it if you'd like to. But that is um, it, it, it's not. It, I guess they say it's possible, but is it really actually possible? And you can simply just ask the question: Can my dog get the coronavirus? Yes, no. Okay, I get a no. Cool, move on. You can you you know you can ask a question and actually follow the energy and your own knowing. Um, but I thought that first paragraph was. Um, so funny because that is, she capsulized the energy of everything I talked about on that last podcast. So there's that. If you are still looking for more space around all the hysteria that is going on, um, there I posted on Dr. Andy Harper Facebook page a video by Dr. Dane here, and he creates so much space and shares some of the access tools on how to not buy into the insanity that is planet-wide. And it's planet-wide. You are picking up on it. I had a client in yesterday who literally says this to me. 
I have no idea why I bought the toilet paper, but everyone else is buying it. And I'm like, okay, uh, didn't ask the question there, did you? But that is, what if that's what people are doing? They're picking up on the energy and just doing it and being very unconscious. So if, you, if you'd like some more information and how to use access tools with that, check out my Facebook page. Um, Dr. Dane is there. Um, he's entertaining as always and has some great info and some tools for you. So that's what I got on that. Okay. <laughs> I Okay. This is kind of not really a straight up question either. I'm, 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 I guess I'm ad-libbing my questions today, you know. Oh well. How's it get even better than that? So my, the gal that comes in and helps me clean the house was telling me about her dog who she's, she rescued, she now had for about eight months. And she, they had taken her in to get her nails done one, twice before. Her grown daughter has done this. The dog did fine. But this time, while she was out of town, that's an important piece of information, the daughter took her in to get her nails done, and the dog lost her shit. And the groomer's like, I'm not doing this. Dog's trying to bite her. So the daughter doesn't give up. I'm rather impressed, goes over to the vet's office. And they're not willing to do it unless they sedate the animal. They call my client. She's like, no, you're not sedating my dog for nails. Well work around it. So she's telling me this whole story and then she tells me that, well, since she's ever since she got back from her trip, which was extended, it wasn't like the four days it was supposed to be, it ended up being longer for whatever reason. Every time she moves in bed and bumps the dog, the dog will now growl or possibly go to bite her. I'm like, okay, interesting. Mom goes, Well she's never done this before. I'm like, yeah, well it doesn't matter because she's doing it now. So I'm like, well, bring her in. Let's see if her feet hurt since that has changed. And let's see if we have any pain anywhere else if she's now behaving this way in bed. Okay. I meet Wrigley. Wrigley is a year and a half old, shepherd, staffy mix, ball of energy, absolutely bloody adorable. And yep, as soon as I went to touch her feet, she lost her shit. <laughs> Um, we get through the adjustment. She's not sore anywhere, but she is throwing a biggest hissy fit that she could possibly throw without actually hurting anyone. Um, and as soon as she decides she, she's done doing that because I didn't really give up, she calmed down. I touched all of her toes. We, we, I was not doing nails. We, we do have to take time and, and this is a journey. Pull out clippers. I set them by the toes. That's fine. She's eating cookies. It's all fine. And I'm like, so you don't have pain. You have behavior. So what has she decided while you were out of town that, and what did she decided while mom was out of town? And I can, I can tell you what the energy was. She's like, I'm in charge now. But she's like, well, she's not done this before. I go, well, she's been with you about eight months. My interesting point of view is it takes about a year for all dogs to really come out of their shell. Um, Pretty much puppy-wise, rescue-wise, it doesn't really matter. It takes a a year to kind of like, ah, this is how I'm going to be in this pack. 
and her pack changed and she decided that she was now in charge. And when they decide they're in charge, it doesn't go well for anybody involved. So I go, well, I guess she doesn't get to sleep on the bed anymore. That's a privilege. I go put her in the kennel. She goes, I don't have a kennel. I'm like, okay, well, what else can you do? And we, I will update you on this. And Keisha, if you can remind me somehow, some way to do updates on this, because we're just starting on this journey and we haven't even clipped the nails. So the main question mom has was, well, can I just not trim the nails? Can we just let them grow? Um, and I'm like, no. You could probably get away with it for a, quite a few years when they're younger because they're out being active and they are wearing them down, although she does more hiking on dirt than she does walking on concrete. But yeah, you probably, but with age, and then it changes how the toes are articulate and how, you know, everything feels up the legs and it, everything. It impacts everything. No, you can't just ignore it. Some do. Some only get them trimmed when they're knocked out for other surgical procedures. There are those dogs. Or we're going to play with the energy. We're going to do some remote sessions. We're going to do some really, really, really good food while we touch our toes. We're going to we're going to work on this and we're going to see what we can change. And she's like, well, how long is this going to take? I'm like, as, until. Because our, 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 our puppy friend is going to, quote, unquote, dictate how long it's going to take. The, when you, as soon as you try to put a timeline on it, ooh, does that get ugly for everybody involved. So we're just going to play with this. Um, but, you know, get her out of your bed. Because if she thinks she owns the bed, oh, honey bear. Um, you're gonna. She might decide she owns a lot more other things. So she's like, "Yeah, I probably should have nipped that in the bud." I'm like, yeah. Um, and the less you talk to her about it, and the more you just move her off the bed or just not allow her on the bed, it might be the easier way to change this and the quickest way to change this. So we're gonna give you updates on Wrigley. She's absolutely stinking adorable, and we'll we'll let you know when we get those first couple nails trimmed um, and how much fun we can have with that. Okay. I don't have any time to get into the second question. I apologize, everybody. I will have to save that for next week when we are back here on Dr. Andy's World. Um, I want to thank you all for listening each and every week here on Inspired Choices Network and all of your other platform podcast platforms out there and until next week what if your points of view create your animals thank you for choosing to listen to dr andy's world dr andy will return next friday at 5 p.m eastern standard time 4 p.m central 3 p.m mountain and 2 p.m pacific on inspiredchoicesnetwork.com We hope you'll join us. Until next time, how different are you willing to be with your animals, the planet, and your world? Thank you for choosing to listen to Dr. Andy's World. Dr. Andy will return next Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 4 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Mountain, and 2 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until next time, how different are you willing to be with your animals, the planet, and your world?